0: Welcome to Hi, Bob, the officially unofficial for all mankind podcast on Apple TV Plus. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're back to do a season three wrap up. Uh, Aaron, I think that means a lot of feedback and a lot of discussion of an episode that feels like a world away at this point. I've seen so much Westworld. I've thought so much about Westworld. My brain is full of Westworld, but we're we're back one last time to Ron Moore's uh, 2003, I guess now Earth.
1: Yeah, it's even. Uh, I i my, my heads full of uh, fire and blood, House of the Dragon stuff. <laughs> yep, I did. Yep. I did a, a bunch of cramming this weekend for that new show. But uh, we do want to say goodbye to For All Mankind in style. Said say bye, Bob, to everybody. Uh, back, I want to start now. off with an interview from TV Line where they sat down. Uh, you'll recall that Ron Moore was kind of taking a step back from For All Mankind because he's got a new Disney. Disney deal that he's he's working on and he says he's still going to be intimately involved. But ultimately, the show day to day stuff has been handed off to two uh, gentlemen, Ben Nadivi and uh, Matt Wolpert. And uh, they say that season four, first of all, it got renewed by Apple. We already got a new season. And they're going to continue to focus on the red planet. I know there was some speculation that we had about like, ooh, we are going to do asteroid mining. We're we going to go to the mm-hmm. uh, pl- moons of Jupiter. They say uh, that, that that no. Um, they say in picking up the 2000s, I think we're still not done with Mars yet, to be honest, according to the we yeah. just started exploring what's possible on Mars this season and we didn't even get there till halfway through. So we intend on kind of building on Mars and seeing a growing colony up there and what's possible, which seems to me like uh a season one to season two for all mankind. You know, mm-hmm. where like you had the moon base, but now what's the moon base gonna look like after a few years? It's the same thing with
0: Mars. Oh yeah, uh, they didn't they felt like they dipped their toe into Mars this season.
1: Yeah. They also said that they're going to focus on things back on Earth, of course. Walport confirms that NASA's former director, Margot Madison, who's living in an FBI or who's facing an FBI investigation for leaky information to the Russians, left the space center before it was bombed by Jimmy's conspiracy theory buddies. She's in presumably transported to her new home for protection by the very people who had blackmailed her. Uh and he says, one of the new frontiers for season four is Russia and taking a peek behind the Iron Curtain in a way that I don't think we've seen or mm-hmm. been able to do so far in the show. Okay. The, the previews. We're very excited about being able to tell the story a little bit through Margo, which we've said this yeah. season. It's so the we Russian perspective, we don't get a lot of POV and we're still going to get a truly Russian perspective, but Margo being there probably you know, involve a space program bashing her head against the different types of bureaucracy and political struggles. than we have here in America, I think it's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, they also say we'll that there more of, uh, Sergei's adjustment to American life or is that just kind of, yeah, it I
1: don't know. Do you think that the Russians will, ha- or the Americans will put him somewhere at the, uh, Molly Cobb space center? Like, will he be involved in the space program over wow, here? What They'd would he literally will offer?
0: Like they could build an engine like their space program is our space program. So, no. Yeah, <laughs> that's a funny <laughs> uh, that's a funny way to look at. It. I
1: don't know. But like if he had more resources, more, uh, yeah, more resources thrown at him. He might. I don't think he's dumb. I just don't think, you know, oh, Russia no, no. Russia had as many resources to throw at the problems as, as NASA did. Sure. They're also keeping a coy about whether Margot's colleagues and friends back in America assume she died in the Johnson Space Center explosion. Uh, they say Wolpert teases that that's something we'll just have to wait and see in season four. So
0: I, I assumed that they assumed that. Why wouldn't they assume that?:
1: Well, like so is, is the question is, is Russia going to try to hide Margot, which implies that she will not have any kind of visible? Part of the space program, she won't certainly be there. You know, I'm definitely She's going to be their administrator or anything like that. But like, yeah, um, just like a Sergey living openly as an American, or is he like a got a defector kind of witness uh, protection program
0: type of life? Oh man, I if I'm Sergey, I'm asking for the witness protection program. You kidding me with the KGB? Yeah, right. They're vindictive and they are crafty. So sure. Okay, well, that's uh,
1: all the the show notes that i want to talk about let's move on to the people's feedback we got ma from nyc saying nothing is introduced in this show without later being used it's something i admire about the show they continue for example we see ed teaching his son how to ride a bike and sean later getting killed on the bike sean's terrified of letting ed down and apparently defied his mom because he's afraid of letting down the team as his dad had drilled into him we have the question of who is the leader and follower between danny and sean and then danny's later revelations did ed um They also say you keep saying that Gordo got back into fighting shape by solely through plain hard work. You forget that Gordo actually saw a therapist and got treatment. He admitted he had a problem where Danny does not. Gordo was a hard partying drinker, but maybe not an alcoholic whereas Danny had crossed the line and become a cross addicted addict. Danny was into drugs before the pool incident. He was selling off the wedding gifts that his wife asked him about to pay for them. I, I forgot about that. There's like a throwaway thing where Amber is asking Danny where such and such thing we got, and he's like, "Oh!" And I never put the two and two together that he was selling oh. those things to pay for a drug habit that he'd already picked up.
0: I did not either. Okay. I think I
1: I'm not going to co-sign this, but it makes a lot of sense, and that's a good catch. If if so, mm-hmm. um, and and I don't. So I God, I have to go back and rewatch season two, but. I don't think they did a very good job of showing Gordo's therapeutic process. It, to me, much he might've seen a therapist, but to me, the story they tell is of him white knuckling things. He was just essentially exposure therapy himself without any kind of like medical oversight. He's locked himself in a closet in a spacesuit. Yeah. He's Seeking forcing himself to, the to yeah. for, for hours at a time to kind of like, you know, get himself, which is, I think a way to go about it but like, uh, huh
0: uh, yeah. But that's so, also a way to accidentally commit suicide. <laughs> so I, right. I, yeah, I guess I'm with you. I didn't see that so much as like approved therapy, more him taking matters into his own hands.
1: Yeah. And, and, and Ed just putting, pushing the gas, pushing the. Gas, we just got you up on a plane. Yeah. We got to get you to do this. We got to do that. Yeah. I I don't think that was under the care of a, of a therapist, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I just didn't think they were telling that story. Uh, Finally, they say, I predict Kelly will find a questionable organism in their water samples using non-accepted methods. There may be questions where the organisms came from, contamination from Earth or actual Martian life. This was sent before the final episode, and it does raise a question. I thought that there would be something to that, too, that they'd come back and Kelly would say definitively there's no life there or there was life. Of course, the thing is all destroyed now Would that. I, I to me, it seems like they're not going to tell the story of life on Mars because that would just that really does move this into science fiction.
0: It does. Yeah. And, you know, if they did find life, it I have to say it wouldn't be like complex life. Right. It'd be single. Cell right. Organisms. It's like going be macro. Be, yeah. Yeah. So nothing that would like fundamentally change the way we view the universe. Although finding life anywhere would kind of do that. But finding like. Little green men is I th- I think what everybody thinks when they say right you know finding aliens right not amoeba
1: if we find aliens on the show I hope it's like the very last season the very last scene they're landing on Europa or you know you know one of those 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 worlds where there might be life frozen in the water and like they find something there but like yeah I just think that it changes the, the show as much
0: the Vulcans land sure. It changes
1: it so much that they need to like that's that's where you go out on you know yeah yeah because yeah because like what does it say interesting about human uh, society if we find like well we got to find life before we pull it together it's like well shit that's not very that's not very forward thinking I don't think
0: And intelligent life fundamentally changes what this show is because oh, it's yeah. not about humanity's struggle with itself it's about uh, right humanity struggle with an alien presence um so thanks
1: for that ma let's move on to nicholas says as a texas native i can confirm that here we here in houston play plenty of cornhole so it's not a midwestern exclusive
0: in the 90s no i that's that was that's my question the i don't remember I got, cornhole until like the 2000s for me uh
1: i think late 90s for sure yeah i guess we need confirmation okay. about uh, uh mid 90s texas yep also, I love seeing Shiner represented on screen and in space, but actually cheered when I saw Aleda and Bill analyzing Margot's treason over a six pack, a Lone Star, the national Lone beer of Star. Texas. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny because that makes the connection to Russ and Cole from True Detective even stronger. OK, because Russ Were is an infamous Lone Star hound that he was like carving the cans and making the rain. He was doing the most with Lone Star in that show, my, which my by the way, for a Texan. Is- Hmm. if a Texan haven't seen that you ought to check it out because it's a it's a Lone Star Clinic True gotcha. Detective Season 1 what were we saying I th- felt like I catch you uh, off
0: oh my brain is is programmed to ignore all branding apparently I don't know I'd never I did not remember it was Lone Star
1: I'm the same way. Like a lot, especially on the internet. Like I just don't see interstitial. Like something has to be fucking gross and taking over my screen before, like I notice. You know, just it's yeah. uh, it's like billboards on the highway too. You just just don't see them after a while. Michael from Beverly Hills, Michigan, where I think they keep the real hillbillies. Said, Aaron, I listen to every podcast and every time you mentioned a potential North Korea being involved, I'd roll my eyes. When they look down and see the footprint on the regolith of Mars, I stand up and shouted to my out loud to my TV and wife. Damn it, Aaron. I can't believe it. Just had to give you props for absolutely nailing that one early on. And again, we didn't nail shit. Uh, we just happened to be dismissive of a theory that we might have read on the podcast. <laughs> what? I saw someone say that it would have been funnier if they walked up and seen the smiley face. And I got to say, hmm, as what the fuck as it was to see all those footprints, seeing the smiley face would have been really crazy. I kind of wish they had done that.
0: That would have kind of evoked the idea that there's like this face on Mars, right? Like doesn't doesn't everybody see like the shadows of rocks and think oh it's a face there's life up there
1: yeah that would be sure there's the pyramid there's the face on Mars there's the uh, is there a smiley face crater that they reference in West and Watchmen I think there is also there's a lot of stuff that it it turns out like I think it's cool because, man, I thought those Martian faces were fucking wild. The pyramids back Mm -hmm. when I was a kid in the 80s. And then we get a (laughs) high resolution scanner and it's, oh, it's nothing. It's like the only reason they look like anything is because of the shitty resolution and our brains matching patterns. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Uh, So if you want to give credit to someone, Michael from Beverly Hills, Michigan, give it to John C. Who on July 3rd made a startling prediction about the North Korean landing. And he's here for his Internet points is where can I spend them? Uh, Try Dave and Buster's. It's your best (laughs) best. See if the if the ticket machine will accept them, because (laughs) Mm -hmm. if not, you might be you might be out of luck. Uh, Seriously, though, I thought the newsreel in episode four was such an enormous narrative red flag. I was surprised you didn't agree. Some North Korean shenanigans were afoot. I never suspected a guy would still be alive though. It seems ludicrous after the length of time that's passed on the show. I wonder if the DPRK didn't shout about it precisely because it was intended as a one-way trip and would make them look deeply inhumane in the eyes of the world. Um, Yeah, I think they they definitely talked about this in the finale. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that they did enough is like, I, I do wonder what the game plan for getting them back was. If they yeah, were. I don't really think to,
0: there was one.
1: Well, it was a Soyuz. The Then those things are designed, I think, to be able to redock in space. So, was there? A, I wonder if there was a component that they left in orbit. I, they didn't go into it, and we might we might never know uh, what the actual plan is. Although i I would appreciate a beginning montage next season where they talk about this and how the relationship with North Korea has changed or not changed in the world since they were the first nation on Mars. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see if next season they, they uh, straighten it out for us. Arcade Shenanigan says, I gotta say this setup of leaving Danielle and the Soviet cosmonaut commander uh, to be the ones that meet the North Korean in his flying closet is a great setup. The two people who wanted to claim first boots on Mars meeting the actual first boot on Mars. Uh, I also like that they started the season with Danny being a heroic badass. He's talking about Danny, the not Danielle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd still be down for seeing him step up in the finale for a nice character symmetry. Thanks for highlighting the show. I freaking love it. We didn't get that. What do you think the point was showing Danny dangling at the end of that rope now that we've seen the whole
0: season? Like specifically the dangling at the end of the rope. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I just thought it was his hero moment. Is there something more that I should be picking up? Well, the thing is, it's like
1: I keep on going back to like he didn't look heroic. And I put that recontextualize that with the, you know, confession he made to Ed and when they're buried underneath the Martian regolith. And this guy who even when he saves his lives, a station full of lives, his new bride's life doesn't really feel joy. He's just numb because this isn't the life he wanted to lead. It's the life that he thought someone like Sean would want to live at the age okay. of 12. I could see
0: that. Yeah. Um, definitely wasn't picking that up at the time. Didn't have the context, but, and
1: I, I gotta sure. say going forward, I don't hate Danny. Danny is a very tragic figure. Yeah. Uh, I can never, like I said, uh, you know, he did a lot. He got a lot of people killed. That's true. Um, to me, he, he just is just a, is a tragic figure that, uh, You know, his parents weren't around. sounds like him and his, you know, brother had some issues with that. And that came out in different ways. The acting out as children. Then it turns out that your best friend gets killed. And, you know, you've got a whole lot of guilt and shame from that. And the the fact that you survived, the fact that you used to pin all your shit on him. And now you're trying to try to, like, be the son that they never had. And there's this weird relationship with Karen. And she takes advantage. This, This poor guy never had a chance. Um, it doesn't excuse all the shit that happens, but like I just have a. Right. I, I I was coming in this season thinking he's like Joffrey from Game of Thrones, and I just <laughs> I just can't. He's at worst a Theon Greyjoy.
0: No, it's amazing to me, um and this is indicative of of what type of storytelling I like. But if they had come out with a plot element that said like, oh, actually, Danny was, uh, you know, some kind of like artificially tampered with in the NASA program super soldier and his brain was all messed up and they were making him act like this I think it was stupid or any number of other like plot reveals that would explain this but character reveals I love it I, I it getting more context into what's making a character act the way they are and think the way they do is always my favorite part of a television show and it's why I like shows like Better Call Saul, for instance, because it's a lot of that. Um, And so, yeah, when they did this with Danny, I was like, all right, I thought Danny was freaking annoying most of the season at best, uh, but now I understand him so much better. I feel bad for him.
1: Yeah, and there's... um... You know, my favorite whipping boy, The Walking Dead, does this a lot where like they would give a, a speech like Danny gives to another character. And the character like, oh, you know, like Ed, Ed could fairly say, well, I never knew that. But the difference between a show like The Walking Dead and this is when Danny was saying these things, we were nodding our heads going along because it all tracked. Right. We yeah. knew about the pro- yeah. the the problem. We saw the meeting that Tracy and uh, uh, Karen had with the principals where they're talking about the boys. We knew that Sean, like Mm-hmm. We w- The show has had laid all these cards face up on the table and it's just like we didn't bother to, you know, and that li- that that knew the, the reveal was a thing that recontextualized. It. I just really admire that. And I don't know whether they yeah. planned for that at the beginning or they're just having human drama and they're just very good students of the the past seasons. But being able to bring that stuff in and and completely change how I feel about a
0: character, I think, is pretty, pretty top shelf, man. Well, that's, that's the difference of of writing from a character perspective or writing from a plot perspective. And I feel like the walking dead writes from a plot perspective,
1: how to get from A to B and yep.
0: Right. But, but when you, you say, okay, this character is who they are, what would they do in this situation? How would they react given everything that we as writers know about them, even if the audience isn't totally privy to it yet? Yeah. It's just a fundamentally better way to write a human drama.
1: Let me ask you this: I meant to ask, and I forgot to. We talked about Ron Moore, you know, taking a back seat maybe in favor of these uh, new guys. Are you? Does that is that cause for worry? Because for better or worse, like it you know, Ron. Be. Yeah,
0: I, I think it's not always like necessary to worry about it because uh, there are a lot of capable writers in Hollywood. And yes, Ron sure. Moore, you know, created the show and then has shepherded it so far. But if he shepherded it well enough. These people know what their task is, right? And they can bring a lot of the same elements that he brought to the show uh, in future seasons.
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe people... I I was one of those people who were worried when I heard that Vince Gilligan was stepping down and and turning the things over to Peter Gould on Better Call Saul. But, of course, I... (laughs) I'm a bad person to talk about this, but I've, I've heard that uh, it turns out.
0: I think Better Call Saul, turn, Saul is great. Yeah.
1: Turns out in, in the finale. You did, what, what's your opinion on the finale? We'll, we'll turn oh, thought, it into Better Call, Call Saul I, show. I can't over, say but. yet because we haven't recorded that podcast. Ah, yeah. Uh, I don't want to break news on this one. But yeah. Uh, well, I'll put it this way. I did a poll on Bald Move because I saw our friend Joanna Robinson b- boldly declare it's better than Breaking Bad. Fuck you. And, and <laughs> we I went on her and, over this. All right. Well, it's sixty. It's sixty four thirty six. Is those the numbers? Uh, so it's it's a solid okay. majority that thinks Breaking Bad is better. But it's a closer than I thought. Like thirty four yeah, yeah. percent people thinking that it's better than that was. So anyway, a testament to where you can change showrunners, even really well regarded, uh, highly regarded. Uh, I would say instrumental. Like you know, Vince was Breaking Bad of that Vince Gilligan. It's not a show, uh, and it doesn't have to be something we have to piss our pants over. So we'll, right. we'll see. We'll see. Let's move on to Chris from D.C. He says, no way would NASA let any astronauts go to Mars without contraception. At the very least, the woman would be on the pill, probably an IUD, hell, maybe both. NASA's all about redundancy, double, triple, maybe even quadruple. They could give the men vasectomies and make them wear condoms as well. I just don't see how this would be plant, uh, missed on a mission as important as this. I'm looking it up I right now. I don't think Mars NASA can forcibly sterilize their astronauts even if it's entirely reversible. Uh I I don't I don't think that's the case. Um It's interesting because I, I at this point, there's no way
0: people haven't fucked in space. No way. <laughs> no way. No way ISS is a is a platform made to fuck in.
1: It's a zero G fuck factory uh i yeah (laughs) i i i i I just there's no way and i've never heard of anyone being pregnant in space but like Uh i don't know whether they you voluntarily uh take pills or if they wear condoms or like i know astronauts tend to be older anyway so maybe this just isn't you know uh as pressing an issue if i got you know if i'm a 45 year old astronaut i want to get snipped so i don't have to worry about it uh that's one thing
0: um but I don't know. Did Man. you find anything out? No, I'm looking it up here. There's a lot of talk about uh, periods, but there's no talk about actually giving astronauts contraception. Yeah, I remember um, there's, there's a really funny interview that Sally Ride
1: gave where like the, AS- the NASA people were like, well, how many, how many feminine napkins should we send up for a mission? 50? And she's like, the fuck? You know, like the fact that uh, these guys could tell you how much Delta V you need to get to a lunar <laughs> injection orbit, but they have uh-huh. no fucking clue how a woman's body works. You know? I mean, they need to know flow rates. They need like, oh, all that stuff is set in stone. <laughs> flow when you're talking rates, about. Pressure, uh- <laughs> uh, absorption
0: factor. You've got, uh, yeah. Uh yeah. yeah. huh. Sure. Get in there with your calipers and figure it out. I, I, I don't know, but it doesn't seem like there has been a tradition, let's say of like ISS, Uh, astronauts going up there and taking contraception by default
1: yeah and i don't know maybe i I did say i think people have fucked in space i think that's absolutely true but i also there's an outside chance that there's enough professionalism within astronauts that they just all kind of agree that like hey man we don't wanna we're on like a 180 day mission in the space station here do we really want to fuck up the dynamic by having people like maybe maybe i don't know uh, I don't know whether they're jacking and jilling it into the waste receptacles or, or what the, the the deal is, or they're just all turning into space unix space bunks up there. But uh, yeah. ha- hasn't been a problem. I just I just don't think that NASA would like do would forcibly sterilize their astronauts. Um, so I disagree with that part of your feedback there, Chris. Um, he also says, I know what they can do with the out of work oil drillers and coal miners here on Earth. Send them to space. Mm-hmm. Just move. The oil drillers can drill for water on Mars and the coal miners can mine asteroids. Maybe the moons of Mars to start seems like a logical progression and win points from Adam president. There you I go. don't know that sending a bunch of coal miners to work in the asteroid belt is quite the panacea that we think it is. I think their families might have some things to say about that. Uh, future generations Chris of Chris I, 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 if I go to criticism on your worldview I'd say like you, you really gloss over the people problems I, just fucking snip the snip the astronauts balls <laughs> ship these miners off to the asteroid
0: belt and <laughs> hey, no problem win-win like yeah ah, yeah I don't know I've seen two competing pieces of uh, d- documentary footage that would produce different outcomes. I've seen miners go to space and generations from now they're fighting oh, wars yeah. that, that threaten the entire uh, species. Right? I've also seen miners go to space and uh, drillers go to space and drill holes in asteroids that save the planet Earth. So Yeah. Take your pick your poison, I guess. God I just watched Armageddon
1: like the last 15 minutes of it the other day uh, it was on the hotel room I was staying I it's so movie. cheesy though I love as soon as Bruce movie. Willis dies and they they have this like five minute montage of kids pushing soapbox derbies looking like the uh-huh. uh, looking like the space shuttle wearing American flag capes and other all-,
0: all those people.
1: Yeah, all these kids in Main Town America are flying around in space shuttles and just everybody's in the space and and uh, that's what happens. That's what happens when you send Bruce Willis to space. If mm-hmm. NASA wants a more budget, they, you know, why the man's still around in some fashion, they need to get him in a helmet. Yeah. Uh, Alicia, speaking of human factors, says, can we talk about why Jimmy's wig is so bad? Uh, sure, <laughs> we can. Is it I a mean... Wig? yeah i mean they just poor jimmy was just made to look like a complete fucking loser like he doesn't care about his appearance he doesn't care about like he is just uh this weird 90s incel type of dude and it's i always think it sucks when they lean into that but um it is what it is he just he he was a giant fucking loser because that's the way his character was written to be
0: I mean, and, you want to believe he can fall in with a guy like Timothy Vay, so... Right,
1: and who also... You, you can't have
0: him in a three-piece suit with a fresh haircut. I, I get it.
1: And, and and that guy also, no fashion mogul, the leader. You know, he was very much uh, the, the Canadian tuxedo, uh, unfortunate yeah. mullet, uh, not using any product in the hair. Mm. Um, I don't know, something about uh, once you start... I I don't know. I, I guess there is a look about people who are heavily into conspiracy theories. You know, mm, you get the conspiracy theorist look. Yeah, once you just start to drop out of human society and everything's just like lizard people uh, all the way down. Uh, why the hell would you keep up with fashion? You know, why? So it's why not, it's get not a, a hairline
0: line, let's say. Right, like Revlon's not releasing conspiracy theorist line
1: yeah why i mean why go to a barbershop do you know what shit is in that blue fluid that they comb in your hair it soaks into your brain makes you more malleable it's like that's how they get the people to avoid the fluoride you go to the barbershop yep yep and uh it's uh the scalp is the
0: most absorbent part of the human body did you know that
1: well it's the closest uh, it has the most surface area and direct proximity to the brain that's just science yep so Entropy Bucket says great coverage of season three for all mankind. Well, thank you. I wanted to see what your thoughts were about season four. I like to see the move away from space to seeing the repercussions about nuclear fusion. Paul Elric, a chemotherapy pioneer in the 1990s once wrote that giving cheap, abundant energy to humanity would be like giving an idiot child a machine gun. We've seen the season that human politics is riven by pretty petty concerns. You can just imagine fusion pouring fuel into that fire. They've hinted at that with protests and whatnot would like to see an earth focused season of four for I finding myself in violent disagreement with our viewership here or listenership. I don't, this is, this is for all mankind and space has gotta be at least 50% of it, or it's just turns yeah. into shitty Westworld, I think, or not, not shitty Westworld, shitty West Wing.
0: I, I think what you're going to see is tangentially you'll see the effects of the the abundant energy right I, I think like they have start to, yeah. come out and in the show and done like half a season on how electric cars have advanced over right. over gas powered cars right but it's been around in the background sure I, I think you'll you'll see it play out that way and the main focus will be colonization of Mars and then toward the end of the season whatever comes after that. What do you make of this Paul Ehrlich? I, I always tend to be skeptical uh,
1: when I see an expert step out of their lane to a pine. Like, this guy is, knows a is lot about guy. chemotherapy. You know, okay. he's probably a medical doctor, and he's talking about the societal impacts of fusion energy. And I'm like, hmm, you know, whenever I see a psychologist start talking about history, when I see a historian start talking about,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, Paul,
0: it's like, boy, I don't know. And um, so you want- You want a former programmer, current podcaster's opinion on television, right? It's crazy. It's stupid. Why would you listen to something like that? Oh, I Uh, I mean, right now you're asking me what my opinion (laughs) on this guy's worldview is as a podcaster. (laughs) Oh, you're right. This is stupid. Let's just move on. (laughs) No, no, no. Uh, I I, I think like, yeah, throw my opinion out because it doesn't fucking matter in the grand scheme of things. But my opinion is this guy could very well be right. I think there are a lot of growing pains to come with a massive influx of free cheap to free energy. Um, I think, yeah. And you see the, the cracks in this season with the coal miners and all that stuff, there'd be some hurdles to overcome, but I think ultimately it'd be a very good and unifying and uplifting thing for humanity.
1: Yeah. I'm trying to think of like, I don't know this Ehrlich guy, but I wonder what his point was like, where, why did he opine that? Um, Because it seems like it's like it'd be like saying, um, boy, if man ever developed a polio vaccine, it'd be like giving a chimp a machine gun. Like it seems wholly benevolent, Uh, free energy, so cheap it could be free. Like is the argument that consumption would go crazy and it would destroy the earth
0: even faster? Um, Well, And think about, you know, weapons that would be developed out of. we already got that that's
1: that's the thing it's like we've got fusion bombs since for like 70 years and that's where it ended we can blow the fuck out of shit but we can't Uh, use it we can't use it to power
0: anything i don't know right 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 i mean yeah ideally you want to you want to harness that we didn't have fusion bombs i'd agree but i don't know we took our discovery of hugely abundant energy and funneled it into mostly weapons uh what would we do with the next stage of that i don't know i think that i think there is reasonable fear that you could have but also the trade-off is so worth it there's also a lot of hope and optimism honestly right. like
1: you would you could essentially that uh, if you a uh, world of fusion cheap fusion power you no longer have to worry about water you can just desalinate as much as that shit as you want uh right you no and longer have to mine, worry about mine it dangerous heavy uh radioactive waste uh on on your reactors. you no longer have to worry about greenhouse gas emissions you no longer have to worry about you know uh what happens if the sun is not out in the day or the wind's not blowing you've got nuclear fusion as the backbone of your power delivery system
0: um and it's yeah in a real way affects everyday lives of people right like economically everyone would be so much better
1: yeah I would like, but I, I to your point, Entropy Bucket, I would like to see them show more of those effects. And they're always in the background. Like we saw in season two, the former NASA director who crashed on the plane talking about how he's got his electric car in the 80s. And then here in 95, we've essentially solved climate change already uh, with the, the the cheap, clean energy. Uh, so we're seeing it a little bit. It's just not... You know, but, but the, the, as as the, the show goes further in the future, the things will diverge more and more. And like, I I don't mm-hmm. know, are we going to have like some kind of a borderline utopia in the 20s and 30s? Um, but it's also like we've talked about on the show. It's it kind of ear hallmarks to foolishness. If you got this clean, cheap power, it's causing so many good things in the world. How the hell is it putting so many people out of work? How the hell can the government not have the resources to Help those people. How can they? Keep, how can they not just be like sleeping out in tents and you know protesting NASA and shit? I, I don't. That that. But that's that's just failure to allocate funds. I mean, yes,
0: a hundred percent. That's poor management. Of no one the should starve on this we planet. Have.
1: No one right. should starve on this planet, but right. they do because uh, failures of infrastructure and you know allocation of resources. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh H says for all mankind has done an interesting job introducing details into the story with parallels to events from actual history. As you guys pointed out last week, the NASA bombing seemed highly reminiscent of the real life mid 90s Oklahoma City bombing. I actually, had this thought earlier in the season during a brief scene of a newscast, with the Twin Towers in the background next season. I wonder, do you think hmm. they should or need to do something that's a parallel to 9-11? On the one hand, it could be a distraction from the space race story. They've already had a big terrorist moment in the show, and they'd have to make an effort to do it in a tasteful way. On the other hand, it's unfortunately difficult to think of the actual 2000s without a 9-11 and all the after effects. Any thoughts on how they could integrate this into the story, or if they use it at all, could it just be a part of a time-lapse montage in the opening season of season four?
0: Yeah, I think that's most likely what it's going to be um but it could could they go the north korea angle is that possible i because like they haven't even touched on religion and you know american meddling is certainly like largely what that stuff was about but it was also about religion um I, i don't think the show has even dipped its toe into religion has it
1: not really you know, one thing they could do is make the nine eleven happen in Soviet Russia. You know, not for like, nothing. Soviets, like, and I, I, in this timeline, did Soviets in, invade Afghanistan? I can't remember if any of the news reels talked about that because, I like, remember. Uh, I think, uh, were it not for the United States invasion and uh, of, of uh, well, I guess liberation of Kuwait uh, mm-hmm. uh, in the. 90s and their consistent military presence in the middle east i could easily see the taliban and al-qaeda concentrating on the the soviet side of it especially if the the soviets didn't actually disintegrate you know didn't the warsaw Uh pact hadn't collapsed i could see them doing a 9-11 in moscow um which would be an interesting yeah which would be an interesting inversion of like you know the 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 world order Uh uh
0: it, I don't know. Yeah, I expect they it won't. It won't be a central thrust of the next season, but we'll see. The other thing is, it seems like uh, this is going to really
1: devalue uh, the Middle East in general. If you have free fusion energy, you're not going to be as reliant oh, yeah. on the oil and, and the gas extraction over there.
0: Yeah. Which also weakens we Russia a bit. Plenty of strife.
1: Um, so I don't know. Thanks for the uh, comments, Josh. We'll move on to Jared C. Just a quick thought on what you guys talked about a bit in the final episode, re-next season. I am not so sure we will not see anything that happens on Mars with the current crew and jump straight to 2003. After all, we did not jump straight to Mars this season. I believe it took a couple episodes. There seemed to be a lot more open with this season finale, so I could see them taking a little time in season four to wrap up the current crew and in the Mars mission. But wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if we don't either. I just think there's a chance, though. I don't know, because um, they always
0: jump to the year that they set up in the finale, right?
1: But they didn't. Remember, we thought we were laboring under that impression. But they were actually in 92, 93 at the beginning of the season. Oh, setting up for the yeah, 94 window. Right. And they missed that and had to go 95. And it was
0: 95 in the... In the they did, which was our first sequence. Okay. which
1: the, that and the single boots was our first clue that somebody something was going on because either they made a mistake or, you know, they weren't four, there weren't two sets of boots running down a ramp tackling each other.
0: Yeah, no, you're uh, right.
1: Okay. So now I, the, I I still think it's very hard for me to believe that they're going to resume in 95 and then do a flash forward to two, maybe in the early 2000s, but I don't know because like I said, it's that was the pattern coming in and they went away from that to do a little bit of tricksiness stuff with the North Koreans. I like that. I, I I don't know. You, you might be right. I just, and they could get away with it because like everyone's going to be the same age. There's age making up everybody in makeup anyway. So they could do that. Mm -hmm. I think it's more interesting to just yada, yada through that with a montage and catch us up with what's going on. And then show us it does. It doesn't have to be in 2003, But I want to get ahead and see the moon, the Mars base a little bit more established, I guess.
0: The one thing that I'm going to feel like uh, we missed out on that is seeing this next year and a half. The hardship that's going to come from making the choice for Kelly. Yeah, I do wish we could see a little bit of that. So if if they do jump back to that, I'll be happy. But But it's a lot
1: like Ellen relieving. uh, You know, she's a sole survivor of the relief mission and she relieves Ed you know like we didn't see her hmm, yeah so her her lonely so you know uh mission on the right. moon because uh, we and we've already seen something like that we've seen ed be alone and mm-hmm. succumb to space madness and start an international like i, I don't know like i feel Have like the show's kind of already Danny done that do it because <laughs> <laughs> he's a wild card here Danny is going to be doing Martian pull-ups and sit-ups. He's gonna get jacked. Mm-hmm. He's gonna start improvising weapons from the North Korean stuff. He's got that he's got that buried <laughs> weapon. He will be the one man war on Mars. Yeah. You think this is a reckoning, Ed? I got the only peace shooter on this planet
0: and I'm coming for blood. It's true. Yeah, the gun. The gun does make me think that we need to to revisit that timeline at least a little bit. Because otherwise, what is that? Is that just a marker of the nature of humanity on Mars? Like we brought a fucking gun to Mars is like the first thing. I mean, it's just clearly like on the Chekhov's,
1: moon? clearly Chekhov's gun. But right, but,
0: but now we're 10 years in the ev- future, eight years. If they jump back a couple,
1: it's, I don't know. Like I said, the other thing, I, I will believe that a gun you bury on Mars would be mm-hmm. good for hundreds of years because sure, sure. it's not like there's no, rain. No water. Yeah there's not vast huge temperature. Like if, you're, if it's buried a foot on the ground, it's not going to be those huge temperature shifts. It's going to be very stable unless some mm. asshole creates a landslide over it. Um, right. Yeah. So we'll see, Jared. I, I'm not going to be offended either way. As long as it's a cool story. That's all I mm. care about. However, Jared Jordan from Quebec agrees with you. Says, remember at the end of season two, the final shots of boots on Mars. We've talked about this yada yada. Uh, especially with how prominent the buried gun was, I really can't see them skipping over Danny's resolution. It's going to be extremely unsatisfying if Danny's fate is just suicide and part of a montage of beginning of the season. Well, yeah, uh, if he's just going to <laughs> swing from the rafters or whatever, I also can't see them not wanting to do a scene where Danny finally admits to Ed that he was the other man since the show is already pretty soapy already. Uh, I can see Danny finding the gun, hijacking the rover and having a final confrontation with Ed at gunpoint, probably leading to one of their deaths. I also can't see them yada yada the fallout of Ellen. Oh, my God, I yada-yada'd in an email with yada-yada. It's crazy. Um, I, that's Ed. what
0: the show does, though, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it has to yada-yada over things with the time scope that we're talking about. I don't know what they do
1: with Danny because, like, I agree – it's a lot to just jump forward to eight years. And what is he, is he a homeless person on the streets? Has he killed himself as he got his life together and he's with his wife? Is he like, what is Has his story? But, and like, now
0: they're the best
1: buds. Like, all right, I'm going to have him? a strong opinion. I don't give a shit. I don't care if Ed okay. finds out that Danny fucked Karen. I really don't. I really don't. And like, Ed's going to be so old next season that like, what's he going to do?
0: He's going to get out of his wheelchair and break his hip. Nah, he's injecting twice as much <laughs> testosterone into his ass. <laughs> he's getting he's old, crush him with his buns. Yeah, uh, yeah. What if he? What? What if? What if Danny dies on Mars? Ed goes back to Earth, and Jimmy tells him. By the way, Ed, Danny was fucking your lady behind your back. Yeah, that's not satisfying that either. But he's like the only other guy who, the only other person who knows anything about it, is Jimmy at this point. No, Molly's husband knows too oh oh you're right
1: what's his right. name G- that's not gene it's wayne. Uh, wayne. wayne he goes to visit wayne and he's talking about how much he misses his wife was wet and wayne's much cooler more awesome <laughs> dead wife is in the background he's like you know what ed
0: yeah danny fuck karen there or he sees a painting on the wall and he's like oh that's an interesting painting what is this one about i call this one danny fucked karen <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's an impressionist piece uh
1: i am deep Very in the goo abstract. ed i you're just bringing me down you're harsh for my buzz get the fuck out of here yeah yeah <laughs> no i yeah i just I, I i don't know i don't know like i said i don't think danny's a villain but i don't have a burning desire to see what's because yeah what's Ed gonna but do he's gun. already did he's already put him in space prison Space isolation confinement. What are you, mm-hmm. you going to turn him into a carpet stain? I don't know what the hell that even means. Seems like a messy cleanup. You'd have to get shout involved. I just yeah. Mm-hmm. Jill says Molly saved Wubo, not wooby The number of times y'all said Wubo wrong had me in tears. Well, I'm glad because Wubo Wooby, I mean, you know, they're the, the one name's not any more or less ridiculous from my very chauvinistic American perspective. Uh, it's not a real name like Billy. Or Teddy or Kitty. Like, that, that's a name. Wooby? What the fuck? Woobo? Come on. All right, now, my real feedback is wasn't the Kurs system that they went to the North Korean ship uh, for needed to dock with the Phoenix? By the time Danny uh, mm-hmm. and Lee get to Happy Valley, they've realized Kelly needs to go immediately and be ejected off the top of the MSAM, and won't they be docking? And they won't be docking, but Ed still asks for it to be installed. Why?
0: huh that's actually a damn good question especially if he's just going to crash the damn thing is it because
1: it's an automated docking but also trajectory like the the essentially but ed was actively flying that thing i felt like man i wish i had had time to go back and watch Mm. the episode because i wonder if we're mishearing something like he was wanting something else installed and it sounded like that, but like, yeah, I, I, and they didn't install it in the Kelly. What the hell does that even mean? Like Kelly was manually piloting herself into the airlock too. That's a good question. That's a good question. Yeah. I don't have an answer for you. Uh, unfortunately, Jill. JR says, I thought the final episode of For All Mankind season three was great. His incredible misdirected the death of Karen Baldwin, making her CEO, then immediately killing her. Although I'm not sure about the Margot Gets Away plot, how did the Soviets keep her hidden for eight years, or for that matter, why they wanted to save her in the first place? I guess the show is patterning her after a little a little after the atomic bomb scientist spy Klaus Fuchs. Fuchs? Fuck. Uh, wow. That's hilarious. Um, so The whole reason that you try to save your spies when they're burned is because you want people to be spies for you in the future. And if you are just an asshole to everyone that betrays their country or gives you secrets, that uh, I I think gets out. And why would anyone? Why would anyone take the risk? Why everyone would just go to the CIA, go to the FBI? Like what? Yeah, there's there's no upside. You know, unless you're extremely politically committed person, ideologically committed, those people are very rare. Most people are in it for the money or the fame or whatever. Uh, If you have no ability to help them, that's one of the reasons why, honestly, the United States and Russia are so good because as rich, powerful countries, they can do things that like, you know, how many spies does, I don't know, Madagascar have? How many internationals, men of mystery, men and women of mystery, does Madagascar? We
0: don't know, but that might just be an indication that they're damn good at it or laos yeah it could be or it could be that they just
1: like they don't have the resources to send people all over with microfilm and and do shit so uh but that's the reason that's the reason they they would go to that effort because she is a valuable asset she probably still has a lot of information that they might be able to get out for her it's a and and also it's uh uh but on the other hand if the public story is she dies in a explosion huh I, I still I still stand by, you know, the, the, the professional, the spy craft kind of depends on you giving a shit about protecting your agents. Yeah. Makes it's sense. like, the, yeah, there's the, yeah, there's there's been a lot of a lot of dumb takes in the last week about national security and, and top secret classifications and all that kind of stuff. But it's a reason you keep secrets. It's a reason you, you protect your your sources. Uh, JR says, "I do wish that the end montage had shown more characters. Was Bill killed? Where was uh, Larry and Molly's husband? What happened to Jimmy? Was he arrested as an accomplice? What about Danny's reaction to learning Karen was dead?" Um, I do think that that was evidence of the showrunners keeping their options open. You know, if they show a person alive, then that's a commitment, and maybe they want Bill to die, or maybe they want him to live. Maybe they're not so sure. Um and all this other fallout like yeah uh i i i don't expect them to dot every i and cross every t because that's what next season's for and maybe they're not so sure do they want jimmy rotten in prison they want jimmy uh to actually be seen as a hero who alert tried to alert people to the problem and he just wasn't in time because uh, there's i think a valid reading of that right It's not like Jimmy went in and did something on the day of. All he did was uh, call Karen and said, my friends are acting weird. So I I
0: don't know that he ever planted the device they wanted to plant. I don't think
1: he did. I think Karen scared him off explicitly.
0: Yeah. And I think once you alert the authorities, you are explicitly not uh, uh, an accomplice. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, like I said, if I think they knew the whole story, he would still probably be charged with something. But I don't know if they ever will. Um, yeah. I also... Used,
0: Go ahead. The, the the stuff they did, I thought tied up all the, the plot threads that they had already set up. So I'm not like... Th- there was nothing with Bill that said like, ah, I need to know what happened with Bill, right? Like He's a git. Who gets he, him now? <laughs> the, the devil. <laughs> the devil gets him. He's going <laughs> to hell for sure. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I felt like they tied up all the things I wanted them to tie up or or left them... Open in ways that are interesting for the next season. Uh, to introduce everybody one after one, I guess I really didn't need that.
1: Uh, here's a slightly negative take. Steve says, "Time to move for all mankind to the pulp feed. Turning a pregnant woman into a rocket, the North Korean Mars astronaut <laughs> surviving, Ed walking away from that landing, Margot's disappearance covered by a bomb. It's a fun show, fellows, but it feels like it's moved firmly into pulp territory." All of this um,
0: stuff seems scientifically possible to me.
1: Yeah, that's the thing is like pulp and prestige for us is more about ray guns and tentacle monsters and robots and less about the quality of a thing. You know, uh, maybe that's misleading In most cases. Yeah, maybe that's one of the reasons uh, that uh, the 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 prestige side of the house feels a little bit more uh, rudderless than the, the pulp side right now um one of the reasons we put in prestige is just so we could do the show because we usually have pulp running out of our damn noses uh and ears and all of our other orifices where we're kind of broadly speaking been hurting for prestige stuff you know because a lot of the most prestigious stuff is coming out is science fiction fantasy nowadays sure um the highest so, profile stuff certainly right right um Anyway, I don't know. Like, I, and I know a lot of people said this is very soapy. There is still some people maintaining mm-hmm. there is a shark jump moment at the end of the season. I'm not one of those people, and uh, I if we brought it back, it probably would still be prestige. But um, we'll see. Because, like, I this is all uh, you know. Like some other people have asked us if we plan on coming back next season, and I will say the same thing I always do or nearly always do, which is it depends. It really mm-hmm. depends on where this comes back in the schedule, how busy we are. Um, because I will say that this was not a hit for us in terms of traffic, in terms of ads sold, in terms of, uh, sure. you know, and it seems like this is also a show that's struggling to find a friend, uh, a fandom period. Because you look at mm-hmm. its subreddit, it is a fraction of what you would expect from a high profile science fiction show. You know, you compare I this. Think you to- have to be a
0: particular kind of nerd to enjoy this show, and I am that particular kind of nerd. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not as steeped in like the NASA history and the science yeah, yeah, yeah. of all this stuff but boy the people who who that flavor works for really love that flavor but it's not the Marvel flavor it's not the Lord of the Rings flavor right those are, those are fantasy those are pulp um, and that's what the vast majority when we're talking about the masses like right now uh, the masses of nerds really love that stuff this feels like a harder sell because it is more realistic. Lonnie says, I agree with Jim. I felt that the last
1: season's finale was more gripping, but also this one did get me quite teary eyed. Maybe I'm just getting old and sentimental, but this episode's familial themes really got to me. I also agreed with Aaron that the Korean on Mars threatened to derail the entire season. Uh, what I found I enjoy most about the show is that it takes events like the Soviets beating us to the moon and extrapolates that it could ultimately be a good thing for our nation. We continue to strive to be even better, united in the goal of reaching further out instead of being stunted, selfish, and afraid to fail. The reality, of course, is much different, and we've become a wreck of a nation that mirrors that of NASA and its rise and fall. Anyways, a great season. Uh, really great season three has made this one of my favorite shows currently, and
0: I can't wait for season four Season four in your coverage. Um, it's interesting, I because one of the, the biggest things I'm looking forward to seeing the development of in season four is the Ellen arc and not necessarily for Ellen, but for the world, I want to see, you know, where having a openly gay president takes America. Um, that to me is super interesting.
1: Yeah, I agree. That's one thing that, uh, You know, having this stuff come out of the closet on the show, I think is really interesting. Um, As far as the nation being a wreck, I don't know. Like, we've been wrecked worse. We've been in tighter spots. I'm not even sure if we've – this is the tightest spot we've been in the last 50 years. But, uh, uh, you know, people can change and grow, so can nations. You never know what's going to happen in the future. Hell, when I I remember being a young adult in the early 2000s thinking – right before 9-11, in fact – I was thinking, hot damn, we've done it. We fucking solved all the world's problems. It's just going to get better and better. What can possibly go wrong? Uh, And then 20 years happened.
0: So I was going to say, yeah, like (laughs) it really did seem openly black president. I don't know how you can be in the closet black, but uh, yeah, we had an openly black president. (laughs) And that didn't seem to help the matter much. But even though everybody was declaring like this is the shift moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like there's a lot of backlash, so I can see the same thing happening with Ellen. Yeah,
1: that it has. It is a big step forward, but the reaction, the knee-jerk yes. reaction to it, is a temporary setback, and then an overcorrection before the pendulum finally swings back even harder to the other way, which is I Hopefully, think yeah. in a good place. Uh, if mm-hmm. I'm if I've, if I've got my pendulum swings right, so <laughs> uh-huh. I don't know. I'm not giving I'm not giving up hope just yet. Um, but I agree. Like I, I'd like that too. Like, what, what does these differences? How does it make things better? How do they make things worse? How do things stay the same? I think it's really, I think it's really interesting storytelling. Scott says, regarding the Molly Cobb Space Center, I think the other reason there's an explosion to take out the JSC is more meta. I imagine the creators like a new mission control set. If there's no explosion, any changes <laughs> to that room are kind of cosmetic and always have the historical vibe to it. Now they can really update it. I oh, think it'll boy. be like the Star Trek original series bridge. We all loved it, but it was stuck in the 60s. Uh, and look at the Enterprise D bridge now that's a good take because we jack and i when we watched the finale he was actually joking about like look at all like they've got modern computers and they're sitting in these giant 1960s cabinets you know with the ashtrays yeah. built into them and and <laughs> and i think it looks like that down to this day because who the fuck is
0: going to change it this right. does allow them to kind of clean slate helios this stuff right yeah do we see much of helios's mission control or is that just so automated it, that it doesn't? Even no, matter? we
1: did. It, it looked like a uh, uh, like a college classroom version of the Johnson Space Center. Yeah, it was like very electrical. dark.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah,
1: it was very mood. You know, like very very uh, developer office lighting. You know, mm-hmm. low lighting. But uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm very curious to see what they they come back with uh, the with brand new design. Um, Norm says hi, Bob. Hi, Bob. What a great episode. I was about out when Danny was allowed to be high on the job and killed all those people back in episode seven. But they pulled me back in with the last few episodes culminating with the finale. The way Ed said reckoning to Danny and then his magic hat Korean calling Lee Little Dumpling. (laughs) Just so many awesome variations in the same character in one episode. Yeah, it wasn't a perfect season, though highly enjoyable overall. But am I am horrible wishing they just killed off Margot and plucked that thread. Seems like her being in Russia adds to a complexity to the next season that is unnecessary. Is the latest somehow going to figure out she's alive and maneuver her back to the U.S.? Is Margot collaborating with the Russians? I don't buy either. Regardless, I'm looking forward to starting back with Apple TV Plus when it comes back. Um, I. I think Margot, like, that's one of the things I think has been not lacking, but definitely noticeable, the lack of a Soviet perspective, a true, like, we have Sergey, Yeah. But he seems essentially like a, a, an American with a bad Russian accent. He doesn't really like the way things are doing. He's, you know, mm-hmm. he's, he's an atypical Soviet. Um, so... I would like I, I am going to enjoy seeing a little bit more on the Moscow side of things from Margot's yes. perspective
0: as a window into that world. I think it's a good decision to keep her around. I don't know what and we've talked about this. You know, I don't know what her function there is going to be. And it does seem like it has the potential to not be super interesting, but hopefully they can make something of it. I really got the impression from seeing
1: her routine or feet hitting the floor and her open the drapes that she is like, it felt to me like she's doing the exact same stuff she did in America. So I guess I am assuming mm-hmm. she's part of their space program and she is collaborating with them, but I don't know that she sees it that way. Uh, Cause she's already given the fusion mm-hmm. technology and it's not like she's, I, I doubt she has anything in her head about nuclear bombs or whatnot. And yeah. uh, you know, the, her information is not going to get any fresher. So, mm-hmm i think the her only thing is just to be you know a brilliant space-oriented administrator and she can help the russians out in that aspect but will they let her yes yeah, i think it's interesting um, how she'll square all that josh and maine says this is the last email we've got by the way so that north korean capsule probe has an airlock obviously so the cabin's never exposed to martian atmosphere Dane's going to be in there for 10 minutes before he digs up that gun and puts a bullet in his brain. Can you imagine the funk from five to six months of humans eating canned fish accompanied by what I can only imagine are god awful farts produced from said fish? Not to mention the empty cans and the fact that someone's been pissing and shitting in an area the size of a 727 cockpit. Oh, yeah. I almost forgot the months on end where the cabin is occupied by two people eating fish and hot boxing it all the way to Mars. Dana's gonna hit one, gonna take one whiff and wondered what died in here. Well, it's the other astronaut, Danny, but that's not what you're smelling. Uh I I gotta say, the whole time that dude was eating and just throwing the cans on the ground, I'm like what in the name of an eight-year-old is going on here? Like,
0: do you not right. have trash bags? Can you not bury them out in Mars? Is there some kind of... Oh, you can't put them on the surface. That'll contaminate Mars. You can't do that. What? But sure, bags, seal them up. Yeah.
1: You can't put stuff on the surface of Mars? They're not irradiating their boots every time they go outside or, like, dry yeah. cleaning their suits or the, all the equipment. Like, this is not a... That, that's why Kelly was so worried about them drilling into the water table,
0: Right. Oh yeah yeah. No, she doesn't want them to contaminate it, but I I assumed there would be concerns about that, but uh, who I I th- th- at least got to put it in a bag cuz like yeah, that shit yeah,
1: must totally. reek. It's got to reek like a garbage dump inside there.
0: Yeah. There's no shower out there either. I mean, he's going to be out there for a month without bathing. Uh he's going to stink. Yeah i feel like if you
1: i would open that thing out to quote unquote air it out and not and when i mean air it out i mean vacuum it out so that like all the bacteria and stuff die Mm -hmm. do that once a
0: week to kind of just keep the 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 the, the smell down to a dull roar uh at some point do you run out of oxygen doing that mm,
1: well i mean i guess nasa would have to supply you right
0: yeah it's cruel
1: to. than usual the 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 facility that they're keeping him this is, <laughs> it a, is
0: this is a reckoning for sure he's still an american
1: citizen damn it he has rights uh anyway that's that 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 whimsical note is how we'll end for all mankind uh really appreciate everybody who has been a listener again we didn't have a huge audience unfortunately i don't think the show has a huge audience but we have experienced cases in the past where we cover a small niche show and we do it well. And, uh, we become a very big fish in a very small pond. Uh, and I know I, remember I was kind of shocked the first season or so of the expanse that actually ended up pretty well for us. Leftovers was always a small show, but we got, we got huge being like the go to leftovers podcast, uh, for that thing. So, uh, I think it's a statistic that that sticks out in my mind that like, one out of every 10 people watching the leftovers listen <laughs> right. to our podcast. Yeah. Wild. There was an average million weekly list of viewers and a hundred thousand weekly following the leftovers listeners. I thought that was like, that's gotta be a record in terms of like market penetration. So I don't know uh, if word gets out that we're doing a good job. I know there's a lot of other people. Uh, They're covering this uh, show as well. The NASA snack machine guys. Um, there's a couple there the official podcast, of course, uh, with Chris Marshall uh, uh, hosting it. Uh, so there's a lot there's a lot of competition, but uh, I do love the show. And if the schedule permits and our time permit, I would like to come back to it. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see what season four has in store for us. Uh, we've got a lot of other shows on Apple TV that we want to cover. Uh, we got season one of Foundation in the books. We're looking forward to that coming back in 2023. I hear early to mid 2023. Uh, I would love to give coverage to Severance. If you're an Apple TV plus fan, we got pretty good coverage of that on our premium off the clock podcast. Uh, and then coming up, uh, we got the uh, house of the dragon on HBO going head to head with Amazon TVs, rings of power, the Lord of the Rings vehicle. There's lots of great uh, bald move coverage. We're going to get back to the walking dead speaking. We're going to mm-hmm. finally put a stake in that goddamn show's heart. Uh, at the end of the 11th season. I'm pleased to talk about that. So there's lots of stuff going on at baldmove.com. If you're looking for something to watch, there's a couple options if you want to follow us uh, to those those pastures. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening. I uh, really appreciate everybody shouting us out on Reddit and on social media. We got quite a bit of that this season. Uh, keep that up and we'll see. We'll keep, our, we'll keep our ears to the ground to see what comes of season four. Um, and uh, until then... I'm your host, Aaron. And I'm Jim. Bye, Bob.